Taking turns, chasing your dreams. Welcome to Common Sense on the Prairie, a podcast dedicated to helping you demystify the sometimes complex topic of money. I'm Adam Cox, head of wealth management for the First National Bank in Sioux Falls. We're a community bank based out of South Dakota. In this podcast, we share expert insights from around the country and stories from our local community to arm you with the tools you need to make better financial decisions. Because the truth is, the more we talk about this stuff, the better off we're all going to be. Today, I'm joined by Mike and Karen Bankowski. I've known Mike and Karen for 20 years now, and I've enjoyed watching them build their family and their careers. Karen has been an entrepreneur and small business owner since 2009. She's an incredibly talented photographer. She's owned a clothing store. And most recently, she became a realtor and joined 605 Real Estate here in Sioux Falls. Mike's background is equally diverse. He served in the United States Air Force and worked in financial services before devoting his time and energy focused on improving the lives of aging Americans. In 2014, Mike pioneered Prosperous Home Health, a home health care provider, and more recently, Prosperous Robotics. And if that wasn't enough, Mike is also the CEO of Lightrun, a company focused on serving the aging population and veterans who need assistive technology to live more fulfilling lives. Mike and Karen are high school sweethearts with two growing kids and a dog. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mike and Karen. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having us, Adam. Yes. Good to uh, good to have you on here. Now, this episode is going to go live in January. So I got to know, are you guys New Year's resolution people or no? I am not. No? We're, we, <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, do you want me to go? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I think you should have a resolution all year. Right? Yeah. You okay. should always have goals. I'm a strong believer in goals. Yep. And so, you know, at the beginning of the year, sure, just kind of looking over what you want for the year, where you're going, finances and personal and work and, you know, all sure. of that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, there's a lot of emphasis on just one time a year, yeah. but I think you have to reevaluate that. Sure. So. You're just going to stay awesome again next year. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's so great about and what Karen has taught me is really the goal setting yeah. and mm-hmm. Uh, and she's pushed me to write them down. Mm, you know, yes. I've always mm-hmm. been yep. the type of kind of keeping goals in my head and and be thinking about them. But but it does make a difference when you write them down. Yeah, there sure is does. a statistic you, about yeah. that, oh, too, yeah, that absolutely. if you put pen to paper, like there's a percentage higher that it yeah. will. Yeah. Really I did for the first time last year. Yeah. And I went two for three. And I was right. pretty excited about it for the first time around. Yeah. It, it will always just make me mad every year, the goal setters at the beginning of the year, because like I'm a gym goer. And so yes. then the gym gets flooded in January and <laughs> yes. I just get mad about it. Yes. yes. We felt like, the same. resolutions are the worst. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's actually what you should do is you should do your, if it's a workout yeah. uh, resolution, it should be December 1st. Yes. It's actually when the gyms are the least popular. Yes. 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 So start at December 1st. Yeah. Power through yes. all the holiday eatings, yeah. and you're you're already a step ahead because <laughs> you're, you're working out, and then you're like, well, actually, maybe I don't want that second yeah, cherry yeah, pie because yeah. I've been working out already. <laughs> I have that. I have not started. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. No. You're looking great. All right. Well, I'm excited to get into your story today, um, but before we dive into to the today part of the story, let's yep. start at the beginning a little bit. So you two met in high school, started dating, so high school sweethearts, we cutest were. ever. <laughs> uh, we got to know each other in college down at USD, yep. and so you were dating in college. Then at some point, you decide, hey, I think this is a permanent thing. Let's get married. So as part of that marital process, the marriage prep piece, you start talking about money. 
And that can be an uncomfortable conversation because we all bring in baggage and life experience when it comes to money. Yeah. So when you two started doing that, how did that go for you guys? Yeah. Well, I remember, um, (laughs) was it getting approved for a house or something? There was some sort of discussion and, um, I have always worked my mm-hmm. whole life. Well, I had worked at Yonkers, but to get the discount at Yonkers, you had to have a credit card. Oh, sure. And yep. as a, you know, 18 to 22-year-old, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we did, I think it was getting approved for a house. So, I mean, we were engaged, and I think we knew that was the the next step for us, too. Yeah. But it was finding out that uh, I had a, was it a $2,500 Credit, I think that was your card credit, but your balance was fifteen hundred. Okay. There you go. Okay, there you I go. remember specifically yeah. if I remember correctly. And, yes. and you would because you paid it off. Because yeah. I paid it off okay. the next day, and so um, mm-hmm. I remember her dad telling me, "Well, um, we're so happy to for you to join this family, and I'm so happy for you to participate in Karen's credit card." Uh, <laughs> debt. <laughs> I mean, it was fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. You know, right, right. Uh, right. But, but it is, you know, which it's, it's difficult being female and that age and Mm -hmm. clothes are expensive and, you know, she was working, working around money, uh, working for those clothes. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I get it. It's difficult. So I, I said, Dave, I'm her dad. I'm right on top of it. And (laughs) I, I paid it off the next day. And I said, here's the deal, Karen, we're, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. right. Credit cards are the worst. Yep. We're, we're just going to, if we have the money, we'll spend it yep. uh, through a yeah. debit card sure. instead of a credit card. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what I think what we ended up doing is she convinced me, you know, this discount at Yonkers <laughs> is it's huge. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so we'd work out, okay, let's just do automatic payments, yep. you know, and, yep. and get that all set up. Sure. Oh, it yeah. was That's our funny. first journey into yeah. Yeah. You know, my hatred for credit cards, and and I really stem from growing up in a single family household. My yeah. mom worked all the time as a nurse. Yep. And but just you know, it it just didn't add up. Mm-hmm. You know, for for what she wanted to provide my brother and I, seemed like she was just always a little short. Sure. And then and then she got into credit cards, mm-hmm. and it just kind of mm-hmm. snowballed yeah. into, uh, you know a financial position that she didn't want to be in, especially after I was graduating high school, you know, this is kind of her time mm-hmm. to, you know, spend those funds on her and, and improve her life. And, uh, it just had snowballed to the yeah. fact and, and it really created that hatred of credit cards sure. and, and debt. Yep. And especially interest rates. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so on, you, on that side. you brought that into the marriage. Um, and yeah. at that point, so you guys have a little bit unique. Sometimes when I talk to married couples, a lot of times everything is combined. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, you've separated things out a little bit. And some of that you have to mm-hmm. because you have business accounts and things like that. Right. Um, did you always plan to have somewhat separate accounts or was that because of the credit card? Like how did how did that decision go? You know, I don't know if we ever really like if it was specifically planned that way. But like I grew up again working mm-hmm. all the time too. And and really you too, like he went to the military early on mm-hmm. and stuff, but I do, I think that we always just had our separate yep. accounts and then we knew, you know, mortgage and bills and things like that. 
we had a joint account for that, but like we still always had our own separate one feeling sure. like, you know, we knew what was going into it. And if you had anything extra, it was kind of your money too, if you didn't need it for the us money. Yep. So that structure hasn't really ever caused you guys any issues? Um, No issues, but do you want to delve into 2020 just right off the bat? Sure. I, let's, let's, we'll, we'll pause there. Okay. Yeah, we'll pause like, there. Well. Yeah, we'll pause there. So maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. right? But yeah. yeah, yeah, so it it still still goes on now. Uh, we still have our joint accounts. We still have yeah. our individual accounts. But yep. my, my, again, my individual accounts aren't necessarily personal. It's mostly business. Sure. Right. And then, um, and then we have our joint. But it does... The nice thing about having individual accounts for one is if you're buying a gift for your wife. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's hard to hide. Uh, yeah, with joint accounts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think there's sometimes like uh, expenses that, that Karen has to pay for that I don't have to like mm-hmm. uh, close or, you know, not. Yeah. Which is true. Because you don't wear any. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I'm completely naked. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yes, right. this is my one pair. Yeah, yes. Uh, and and so it, I, I think it it makes a lot of sense to do it that way because we have different personal expenses. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. How do you two talk about money? Do you have budget meetings? Do you rely on apps? Do you not talk about money ever? We definitely talk about money. Okay. I think every household should. Yeah. Um, I think for us more, and I'll talk recent mm-hmm. more than anything. I mean, for us, it's now knowing what we have filtering into our our accounts, yep. whether that be personal, business, everything, and then what is going to be filtered into the joint account, okay. you know, to cover all of that. Um, we're at an age where we like a little cushion, yeah. you know? Yep. I mean, I feel like that is where our economy is, where we just need to feel that security a little bit more. So mm-hmm. um, just, you know, itemizing all of, like, if there is a, a bigger bill coming up or something like that, kids and braces. Yeah. We now have Those two embraces. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, just, I, know. I think just talking about more what is upcoming and kind of prepping for anything like that, sure. you know, any of the expenses. So. Yeah. So as we sit here today, both of you are entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. s- small business owners, um, kind of living a dream that you've had <laughs> for a while, but it wasn't always that that way. When you came out of college, you took what I would guess I'd consider kind of more traditional roles where you had salary right. and benefits. Um, but then at some point that changed. When did that change and, and why? Yep. So I'll, I was like, I'll talk first because yeah. I went off on my own first. Um, I worked at the Convention and Visitors Bureau here in Sioux Falls yep. after college. Awesome place. Loved that experience. Um, worked there for a few years. And then um, we had our first son, yeah. Max. And you know, after having him, I think the realization in that particular job was 40 plus hours, you know, and it was events of Sioux Falls and all the fun stuff. But as soon as you start to build a family, that becomes a little bit of an issue too. So Mike and I kind of sat down and I had done photography on the side along the way. And, and we talked about money and if we'd be able to make it work, if I left that job and pursued photography on my own sure knowing that that first year might be rough (laughs) and we you know could we cover it so at that point that was a decision that that Mike thought was important too and that I could have a little more flexibility staying at home with Max and and it just worked out and at that point I think that's really in our marriage when we started this I don't know what you would call it like a somebody picks up the strings at at different times during a yin and a yang yeah Yeah. and that 
that's the that's the magic yep. of your story. I mean, that's really the one of the main reasons why I wanted you two to be on today because just talking with you in the past, especially the last couple of years, it seems from the outside looking in, yeah. like you both were very intentional about saying, okay, now it's your time yes. to go build this thing or to take a step back or whatever it is and right. and, and I'll handle the other stuff, yes. whether that be um, you know, the stuff at home with kids doing pickups and drop-offs and things like that, and then kind of going back and forth. Was it as intentional as it seems, at least to me? Most of the time, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was maybe one or two in there that was like, oh, crap. Well, yes. I will pick it up now. Yep. Um, yeah, I for think— For the majority. Yeah, I think one of the things when uh, when she convinced me when we got married to stay in Sioux Falls, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because I had some— uh, some pretty good job op- opportunities. One of them in Chicago. Oh, uh, Chicago people love Polish people. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they do. Uh, yeah, I, a whole I, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I walked oh, into Chicago boy. and and just felt like people were just clapping. I don't yeah, know, right. Just, yeah, but I couldn't convince Karen to move there. Okay, and uh, and the you know the plan was that to move back to her hometown, move mm-hmm. to Sioux Falls, and uh, her parents were here. My mom was here. Uh, and, and that we were going to, you know, be the lifetime Sioux Fallsers, yep. which when, when that, when she sold it and, and told me mm-hmm. that that's what we were going to do, you know, I kind of changed my mindset of, you know, I've always had that entrepreneur spirit, yeah. but yep. I think now I thought this is, this is the opportunity to really grasp that mm-hmm. now, whether it's me mm-hmm. that starts the op- entrepreneurial journey first or Karen, I knew both of us were going to be successful in in doing it because just of our passions yep. and, and we want to help others and and we we knew that the universe would would react positively back to us. Sure. And the fact of having those sets of grandparents. Now, even though my mom passed away early yep. on yep. Uh, to our son being born, but having those grandparents, having her parents there uh dramatically helped mm. uh, our ability to to do that where where Karen can uh you know work at evening uh weekends yep. uh and we're still taken care of because of the support of her parents yeah, yeah. it's definitely a community that re- and everybody knows that you know just yep. having a family it, it it takes the town <laughs> yeah well that was one of the reasons why we moved back to Falls too is yeah. having that family around that support system not just uh, for the relationship side of things too but also, it helped Diane and my marriage to be able to spend more time together, yes. um, have a babysitter, yep. and um, it's been life-changing for us. So it I is, totally get that. It yeah. is so huge. And yeah. I, I try to tell people, especially my friends that don't live in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, and, so, you know, some of them are, are not, you know, deciding to have families, mm-hmm. uh, but some of them that are, you know, I, I always, you know, do those slow, I don't. I don't try to convince them now. Yeah, like right. During this week in December, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to move to back to Sioux Falls, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it is yeah to have that option uh, and grandparents close by and 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 now that I take care of the elderly population, I yep. see how important that is. Mm-hmm. And my grandma, I I always tell people I was my grandma's number one. Oh sure. Uh, and that has you know it's lived on through me. Yep. This whole time of. Uh, just that feeling of that connection to grandma and and our kids both have that. Yeah, which uh, you just can't. No, you can't be. No, you can't. What's also really cool about your story to me is you know we live in sometimes pretty selfish culture 
and uh, it can be all about us all the time. And mm-hmm. when you're married or when you're really committed relationship, sometimes it can't be just about you. It's got to be about the other person. What's been fun about you two is the way you've celebrated each other as mm-hmm. you've kind of gone down the entrepreneurial and business owner tracks and to say, you know, you've got this and I'm going to support you now and my time will be later. And that I think really happened with, with Mike too. So Karen, you got to go first creating your business and yeah. scratching that itch. And Mike, I'm sure during that time, like you were ready to go too, but you didn't, yeah. like you, you waited. <laughs> so uh, why was that? And, and was that hard for you? Well, I, I got to, I got to jump into it uh, with Karen. Yep. You know, I, I got to help her on the business side mm-hmm. of photography and, and how that is built out. Now, she didn't necessarily listen <laughs> to any business yeah. knowledge yeah. that, I, that well, I had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was in business <laughs> class with you. I, yeah. yeah. I can respect your decision. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I got to jump in it right away. And yep. I, I always thought Karen, Karen is, uh, a better business owner, I think entrepreneur than I am, mm. uh, because of her ability to, she's, she's much more open than I am. You know, we're, we're both, uh, social introverts Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and you, you put us in a crowd mm-hmm. of people making small talk and you won't find us there very yeah. well. I mean, <laughs> you'll be in the corner we're, with we're, me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We'll be in a corner with yeah, you yeah. or we'll go say hi to everybody and just and walk out. Yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, but Karen has always been very good at just starting conversations sure. with people. Yep. And I think that's so important in small business is that, uh, and she's had success with that for the last 15 years of mm-hmm. just making small talk and asking how people are doing during the day and, and how, how she could maybe help them have a better day. Sure. And, um, and so to be able to, to kind of help her in the background, be that support person entrepreneurial wise, uh, was awesome. But I also realized that I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. Mm. Now I was working with a bunch of business owners as a financial advisor yeah. and, and structuring that. And I kind of, kind of, got to live vicariously through them uh, and their success, but I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. And and it really took, you know, my mom passing away and mm-hmm. she was a nurse and she wanted me, she's like, Michael, your future is, is taking care of the elderly population. Mm. And I always fought against That's powerful. It. it. You know, I yeah. always fought against it because I, I, growing up being a single mom, when I wanted to see my mom, I was going to the VA or I was going to a nursing home that she was at and I'd and I'd hang out with vets and mm-hmm. I'd call bingo and yep. I'd play cribbage and uh, it's really kind of where I got my sense of humor is because it was f- the first population of people that would laugh sure. at me. I you know? <laughs> thought I was funny. Yeah, and, right. And I always loved it, but I just thought of it as a hobby. And I and I saw how hard my mom worked, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. you know, just to. Um, and it it took her, you know, passing away and and her saying that to me. And then what really shoved me over the edge and said, Hey, Michael, it's, you're ready. You got to do this is when my older brother died in a car accident. Yep. And, and that's when it was, you know, Karen was three to four years, Mm -hmm. three, three uh, years in her business. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we kind of had planned at that point. All right, I'm going to start making some moves here, switch to long-term care. Yep. Uh, and at, at some point down the road, 
I'll be going off on my own. And and so we kind of knew that was down the road and, and yep. we could prepare for it mm-hmm. and, and save up for it. Uh, and so I, I knew I'm going to give it my all and, and help Karen be successful. Just knowing that it'll all come back sure. when, uh, when I'm, when I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. When you did make that call, what impact did that have on your, on your family? So it was, it was actually easier. Okay. So interesting. When, when we both jumped into uh, business ownership, uh, it was easier because neither of us was set to a specific yeah. schedule. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, there was, you know, I'd, I'd be seeing clients uh, as a caregiver throughout the day, mm-hmm. in the evenings, and any in overnights. Yep. But I usually would know, you know, within an m- amount of time that we could all figure it out, our schedules. And so basically at that point, it was just Karen and I's schedule mm-hmm. with her parents as our backup. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I was going to go is like it brings back that community. Yep. And at the time, my dad has since passed, but at mm-hmm. the time it was my dad and my mom both retired and they really took a lot of the load off of us too. I remember mm-hmm. at one point when we, I don't know, we had probably been working 50 hours a week and both of them, my parents were divorced, but both of them had facilitated throughout the week some meals mm. and laundry. Oh, and wow. I know that sounds yeah. like very spoiled, but it helped us at that time yeah. through what we needed to get through to get, you know, have both of us be successful too. So just picking up that weight, different sections. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about small business ownership and being an entrepreneur. It's so much more than just an eight to five. Oh yeah. And it can be all consuming. And especially if you are both doing it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a tough balance to strike. And, and that does create a lot of stress too. And yeah. how have you two managed that stress in your lives, being a business owner and being yeah. uh, a breadwinner and, and not having that necessarily quote unquote paycheck yes. uh, all the time. Yeah. You've got to go get that. How have you kept that and, and kept your marriage together through, yeah. through all of that, <laughs> frankly. We're yeah. still together. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I think for us, like, and Mike can kind of touch to this too, but um, I, for me, I well, I'll speak for me. Um, in our household, you know, probably each week, we kind of take a little moment, maybe Sunday night with the kids because they're, li- they're old enough now. They're, they're 13 and 10 and they're old enough to help and yep. to learn how to help too. Um, we kind of just take a tally. Okay. What's the week look like mm-hmm. for everybody? Dad's got a big proposal on Wednesday. Mom's got a closing on Thursday. Um, Sophia's got robotics Monday and Thursday and Max has football, you know, so we kind of take that tally sure. and then we divide and conquer. Okay. Who's got what? Okay. Tuesday I'm free for dinner. So I'll cook dinner that night. Okay. You know, Mike's got a big proposal Wednesday. Sophia, do you want to cook dinner? Yeah. They like yeah. love cooking <laughs> yes. dinner. They think yeah. it's so fun when they get to, it might be ramen, but you know what? Yeah. It's a hot meal, yeah. and they think that's exciting. Yeah, so, that's some damn good ramen. Hey, yeah, no, ju- no judgment. <laughs> I like it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Ramen topped with yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, no judgment. We, I think for us right now, like if you're talking current in our life, that is how we facilitate it. Is everybody in our family has to take a part? Sure. And it and and again, it's nice that the kids are old enough. Not that they have too much life and heaviness on them. You mm-hmm. know. If, don't want to cook they don't have to cook but i think for them acknowledging that mom and dad are busy they both know we have businesses Mm -hmm. 
you know, in that night, it might help us a ton if somebody, you know, picked up the load. Yeah. So. so Diane and I, we thought we were pretty smart earlier this year and we hired our older daughter to cook for us. Oh, see, um, you're <laughs> uh, she did right great for about five days. <laughs> yes. That's... Uh, and then the money wasn't good enough to keep her on it. So for a week, that's we thought, Hey, we got this life thing down. Yes. Ah, not so much. Back to smoothies. Try one day. Yeah, one right. day. Try one yeah. day a week. Yes. They, they have to take one day. Yeah. So, Karen, you had mentioned earlier in our conversation here, April of 2020. Yes. Uh, you want to talk about crappy things. Yes. So, tell yeah. us a little bit about what happened there. Yep. Well, we are probably right in the same ballpark um, with a lot of entrepreneurs yep. after COVID. Um you know, you build your business and your life and everything up to where you think that it is or Mm -hmm. should be. And then a pandemic happens. And, you know, I feel like that first March when school is closed, I think all of us were in this la la like of, oh, well, it's two weeks off. It will be fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everything will be fine. And I think that's kind of how we took it. We'll go for walks. We'll do this. We'll do whatever. But then April of 2020 came around and I remember Mike was paying overtime to a lot of his staff and nursing homes weren't letting um, caregivers in Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I had at this point transitioned from not doing pictures, which I was thankful that our rent, we had a rent downtown and that had ended April 1st, knowing that before COVID happened. Yep. Um, So I was transitioning into real estate. So all of a sudden April hits and it's this realization of he's having to pay all this extra money in payroll. Mm -hmm. I have nothing coming in. What are we going to do? And I will say April, May, maybe even into June, it was really hard for just us feeling like we worked to this, you know, financial security and we didn't know where we were going to be. We didn't know how we were going to pay our mortgage, you know? And I think at that point for me, that's where it, it actually was a blessing because I didn't know how much our mortgage payment was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how much utilities were. In our, in our financial status of that, you know, Mike would pay that and I would pay groceries and kids' clothing, school, you know, all of that stuff, our travel. Yep. And he would take care of, you know, mortgage and bills and utility and all of that stuff. So I had no clue, mm-hmm. no clue what anything was. So I think at that point it was really like a come to the table. We need to, you know, we need to itemize every single bill we have. Do we have HBO plus? Can we get rid of that? Right. Can we, you know... We've been going to the gym. Can we do that at home? Can we, you know, really looking at all of our spending? Yeah. And for me was eye-opening and a good thing too. But yeah, it's it's been hard, you mm-hmm. know. And and I'll tell you that small business owners, if you have friends, give them a hug. Yeah. Because I right. mean, we all feel like after 2020, you start to like climb back up the ladder, you yep. get out of it, and then now the economy. Right. You know, I I was reading something about a one of my uh, friends who's a cupcake business owner, sure. you know, that with the economy, their sugar's gone up, their flour's gone up, you know, so like the same cupcake that they sold and rent and all of that. So, I mean, it's, I think that in the world of finance and, and entrepreneurs, it's just a different world yeah. because there's not that steady income coming in constantly where since then we've really prepped ourselves in savings sure, and making sure that that security is there for enough time that it needs to be. Yeah. So that 
that moment will probably stick with you for a long period of time. I hope I can shake it, but after talking to you, yeah. I don't know if you ever <laughs> yeah. do shake it. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. Here goes know. another three years. Yeah. You'll probably be a lot know. more resilient than yeah, I was. I don't yeah. Know. Who knows? Who knows? But I think, I mean, again, like looking back, is it a good life lesson? Yeah, sure. You wish you don't didn't have to go yeah. through it, you know. But, but like you said, I mean, I hope that I will come out of that scarcity feeling, yeah. you know, but I, I think that that's okay to have a little bit of that too. Yeah. So it sounds like one of the big changes, a couple of the big changes that maybe happened was number one, you got really intentional mm-hmm. about expenses and where money was going and why, and is that really something that we value? Right. Um, and, and then just maybe a little more clarity, a little more transparency yep. um, about the budgeting process and, and what that looks like. And now even having more cash cushion than maybe you were before. Right. Yeah. Those things give us scars, don't they? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So financially speaking at this point in your life, what's most important to you? I think I go back to security. Yeah. You know, again, after going through a time like that, mm-hmm. like I just want to feel like that will never happen yep. again. Um, you know, and, and do you live your life? that way the whole way no and that's where I think we have a good balance too because I know I know what Mike's gonna say and Mm -hmm. I and I applaud that and I think that you do need that yin and the yang going back to it but um you know us both realizing how we feel about that too I think that um you know we'll have that cushion Mm -hmm. and I think that that's important still how about you Mike (laughs) yeah so my my big thing now is is having that cushion so that I can innovate more. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, which takes money, yes. which takes money Sometimes. and time. Uh, and, and I will and, say time. And yep. that is something that, again, we still balance. Yep. It, it takes money. It takes time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being, being part of all these startups, I've, I've realized it. And especially now that I'm doing a, you know, medical device two medical device startups, uh, just how important, you know, money and funding mm-hmm. is, but, you know, I already have, I have one patent, but I have, you know, six upcoming patents that yep. are all going to need, you know, funding and, innov- and, and, you know, the money to, to get them to the innovation standpoint where, yep. mm-hmm. uh, where you can commercialize in it and market it. And, yep. and that's what, that's what really drives me more than anything now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's from, you know, I've always wanted to help people. Yep. Uh, but when you get into an innovation, uh, a device that can help millions of people, it's like, it's just a whole different yep. level than, yep. than just helping that one person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's, it's what drives me. It's what I'm thinking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we both know. And I love that, that and support it, but yeah. we, yeah, we, I think that's. And, we, and she feels it. She feels yeah. it. we're, we're so yeah. close to being able to um, have the opportunity to self-fund a lot of these sure. innovations. Right. Yeah. 2023, I think is going to be a, an incredible year yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. The key there for you too is innovation, which takes money and security, which means you, you hoard a little yeah, bit of money. exactly right. Um, <laughs> try to balance those two things. Yeah. So. What advice would you give to your younger selves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had to start this all over again, knowing oh, what you know today. Gosh. What do you think you'd tell young Mike and Karen? Oh. 
Decided so to like, buckle up. So like newlyweds? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, buckle up. Buckle in. Extra no, seatbelts. Kind of about well, finances. <laughs> finances and okay. business. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think we got married so young. Mm-hmm. I was a day before I turned 23. Okay. So that's fairly, fairly that's young. young. Yeah. You know, unless we're in the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. it's fairly young. And I think, I think it was... I think we started out with defined roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. Right. And we'll kind of, you know, we'll come together. Uh, and, it, and it was also, we, we each kind of had our own friends, too, that yeah. we'd hang out separate from each other. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think what I would have told myself back then was, Mike, she's your best friend. <laughs> Just start now. Yep. Yeah. And, and I would have convinced her. I tried early on to convince her to play golf, <laughs> yep. and she she never would. In fact, her I, her dad got involved, and yeah. then yeah, then she started playing golf. But that's you know that's the most golf I play is with Karen. Yep. Yeah, uh, and and we truly are best friends. And I I think that's I think when a when a couple when a marriage couple can say that mm-hmm. that's when you know you've made it. Yep. Yeah, it's like hey, I'm gonna hang out. I'm hanging out with my best friend tonight. Yep, you know. Yeah. You can't beat that mm-hmm. to hang out with your best friend every night. And and lately, Karen and I have come to this conclusion that now that our kids don't want to hang out with us we're, yeah, much we're anymore, getting, right, yeah. we're yeah, getting we're very close. Stage in life, uh-huh. I we're getting say very that. close yeah. where it would be us two, and then we could bring the kids in, <laughs> and like we're doing this. And now it's like it's us two, and yeah. they don't want to hang out yeah. with us. Yeah. So it's like. Okay. What are we gonna what do, do tonight? Yeah. Do? yeah. <laughs> what makes you happy? Yep. You know what? Yeah. What should we do to have fun? Because yep. it's just the two of us now. Yeah. And and but to have that as a as a best friend. Yeah. That's sweet. can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. And Nobody I would probably can. say, I mean, thank you, and you are my best friend too. <laughs> I will say that first. I for me personally, I would tell myself, flow, flow with things. Okay. Ride it out. Yep. You need to let loose just a little bit. I feel like I'm more of just a tight, like, fight or flight, you yep. know, and yep. I'm just yep. ready to, like, let's come in the next corner here. Um, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, no, no, especially how I, yeah. <laughs> but for me, and I'm working on it. I am, yeah. that's one of my goals, not mm-hmm. a resolution, but one of my goals is to let everybody else kind of be and fill out you know, fill their own path and what they need to do. I think I like to control things and make sure everybody is happy and everybody's on the right path. And so I think I would just tell my younger self, it will be okay. Mm. Like you can let go a little bit, let, uh, let go of that stress. And if it, if it doesn't end up going that right way, it's still going to be okay. Sure. You know, that's great. Yeah. I think we'll end there. Thank Perfect. you both for doing this. Yes, thanks for yes. having us. I appreciate the heck out of you. Thanks <laughs> well, for sharing we your story. You guys. And um, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And uh, for all those entrepreneurs out there, all those small business owners, yeah, stories like this are important because yeah. I think a lot of us see the success stories. Yes. And and then a lot of us see the ones that don't work out. But right. there's so many people in the middle yep. that one month or one year is great, and then the next year is a disaster. And that's so much of our economy. Yeah. Is those small business owners and those entrepreneurs that we rely upon to keep pushing us forward. So thank you for doing it. I'm excited to see what the next chapter looks like for you and uh and uh, appreciate you being here today. Thanks, Adam. Yep. Thanks, Adam. Yep. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please subscribe and share with your family or friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover in future episodes, send us a note through our website. 
And if you're at the point where you want an expert opinion on your finances, reach out and we'd be happy to start a conversation. And remember, any comments, insights, or strategies discussed on this podcast are intended to be general in nature and therefore may not be suitable for you and your situation, whatever that may be. Before acting on anything we discuss, please consult with your attorney, CPA, and or your financial advisor.